Welcome to Off the Edge. Today we have in store for you a little bit of college football recap. You know, we had some college football games throughout the week, which is a little interesting. Uh, so we'll recap a little bit of that, but then go into some college football predictions. Um, then we'll be going into NFL predictions for some Sunday football and a little bit of predictions for Monday football and then recapping that Thursday night game with the Browns and the Broncos last night. Jumping over to the NBA, we'll be recapping what happened through opening week with them. Very interesting week for the NBA. A lot of um, testing of what these teams really are. So we'll be jumping into that. And then to end it, we'll be going off of y'all's opinions. Remember, the show runs on y'all's opinions. So make sure to send those in on to our social medias. You can find that on Off The Edge Pod on Twitter. You can also find that at OTE underscore pod on Instagram. And then on TikTok, if you're feeling like if you're feeling like TikTok, you can add us on TikTok at OTE pod there. This is off the edge. Let's get this thing rolling. State beat Coastal Carolina by a field goal. Pretty crazy. Coastal Carolina has been undefeated. They had their fun. App State knocked them off. Um, and then, uh, So that was a Wednesday game. I know, Wednesday, college football. Big college football day, right? Uh, Thursday, we had SMU versus Tulane. SMU is doing what SMU is doing. They're a very underrated top 25 team, if you ask me personally, and they whipped up on Tulane 55-26. to Watch out for SMU. That Cincinnati-SMU game that's coming up pretty soon is going to be an interesting one to watch. And then you had the Cincinnati-Navy game coming into this weekend. Oklahoma-Kansas will be playing. Oklahoma should kill Kansas. I think we also know Cincinnati should kill Navy. Uh, Northwestern versus Michigan. I'm not going to talk on that game because I never know what can happen in that conference. But I could say the same thing for the SEC. Illinois Penn State. Penn State should do pretty good. Who knows? I don't know. After last week, I really don't know what's happening with Alabama losing, Iowa losing. And I think a lot of people thought Iowa really wasn't it. So um, it'll definitely be interesting to see what goes on there. Um, we have Wake Forest Army. Wake Forest, this is a big game. This is a big proving game for them. Can they continue to be a 7-0 and team? So they're 6-0 right now. This Saturday, 11 a.m., we'll be proving if they are or not. Wisconsin-Purdue will be playing. That'll be a fun one. Uh, I mean, Purdue, they've earned their stripes coming off that big old uh, Iowa State. Excuse me. Iowa State win. Can Purdue prove to the nation that they really are the team that knocked off the number two team? Are they that level? of competitiveness uh clearly they are but can they continue to show that week after week that's what that's what you got to wonder with a lot of football teams nowadays is do they have that do they have that drive to continue to show we produce this this energy we produce this competitive level that you've seen from us uh so i'm really interested to see if purdue can actually replicate what they showed last weekend uh oklahoma state versus iowa state oklahoma state is not a team that joke around with anymore and if anyone's a threat to oklahoma it's oklahoma state which makes it fun a little in-state rivalry um probably going to be the proving game of who that champion for that conference is uh oregon ucla 
Oregon, after losing that one game early in the season, just can't seem to come back from where they are. I don't think you'll be seeing them in the top four because of that. So uh, Oregon's in a sticky situation with that. LSU will miss. Uh, we'll go. Let's go into LSU because LSU just fired Coach O. Uh, pretty big deal. But the question is, is what's going on with that? Why? All we know, all, all that I can understand from what I've read, from what I've seen articles on, is Coach O seems to, I'm going to put it in the most simple terms, is just chasing tail too much, essentially. Uh, he's, he's trying to go for, uh, he's just trying to go for women. Uh, after he won that national championship, him and his wife that's uh, split apart, divorced, whatever. Um, and it seems like all Coach O cares about is chasing women now. Uh, yeah, I'm not... I, I, I don't not like Coach O. I think he's a really fun guy to watch, but clearly he needs to have his priorities straight for this LSU football team. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes after this. It'll be interesting to see who they bring in. Let's I'm going to run through this because everyone's wondering, who who's that guy? Who's the next LSU coach? And I, I hear Lane Kiffin thrown around a lot. Listen, Lane Kiffin, uh, he, I, I'm going to be honest, I just think he's the old Miss coach. He he just replicates their personality so well. I don't see him going anywhere else other than Old Miss. So he's the Old Miss coach to me personally. That's my personal opinion. I think he matches their energy. You saw that last week in the Tennessee game when people were throwing stuff at him. I don't know. I was like, oh, this is an Old Miss guy. This that that's how he that's how he is. It's fun. But uh, by no means does that mean he is uh, locked down at Old Miss. I just think it fits his personality very well to be an Old Miss coach. Uh, I've heard Jimbo Fisher thrown around a little bit in there. Uh, but this is this one's a really interesting one. The A and M during the hire of Jimbo Fisher, the current LSU AD was the AD at A and M, and in their contract, so in Jimbo's contract, there is no buyout. No one has to do a buyout to get Jimbo out of A and M. So, there's a little bit of talk in, like, the college football forums, if you will, about, ooh, this was always planned. This is intentional. I don't think it is, but I'm, there's, there's a little bit two cents from the conspiracy theorists, college football people. Um, who knows? Texas and OU were a conspiracy theorist football idea when they were moved to the SEC. Everyone's like, this is what we've been talking about. It's been in the works for years. Everyone, what are you talking about? And then they did it. So, you know, sometimes those really outlandish concepts can happen. So maybe Jimbo Fisher does end up at LSU. I don't know. I don't think he should. I think he's got a good thing going at AM right now. He just needs a better quarterback than Calzada. I'm going to be honest. I like Calzada. I just don't think he's their guy uh, for the future. He's shown a little bit. He's shown a little bit. I'm, I'm hating on him a little bit, but I think the hate's deserved after the beginning of how he played. But... Yeah, so that's that. And then uh, Cincinnati's head coach uh, is obviously also in that conversation. But he let, – let me just say this. Cincinnati is about to move into the Big 12, they're, and they're about to run it. They're literally about to run the Big 12. There's zero question about it for me personally. I don't see, I don't see how they don't, uh, they don't just run it. They're just going to run it. The Big 12's trash. I'll say it. The Big 12's trash. Oklahoma is doing really good, but I think the Big 12 is not that good of a conference right now. They're not producing anything that I'm like, oh, that's a championship. 
there's a championship team in here. Mainly because I, I think everyone's like me, and we're looking at Georgia, and we're like, who can beat Georgia? And it's not a Big 12 team. That That's not happening. Even with I, – I can't get over how bad the defenses are, one. And Georgia plays SEC-level defenses, which – usually are respected to a high level. I think this year I've definitely been a little bit on my toes about the high-scoring games in the SEC, but I don't know if that translates to a non-SEC team coming to play in the SEC, what would happen. So I'm curious. I I think Texas was a little telling of what happens when a non-SEC team comes inside of the SEC uh, when they played Arkansas, but we'll see. You know, who knows? Um, But to continue on going through – uh, some top 25 matchups for this week. Um, we have Clemson, Pittsburgh. Don't sleep on Clemson. Maybe they make their little comeback now. Uh, you also have uh, Tennessee, Alabama. If I was a betting man, I'd probably bet the over. I'll just put that out there. Um, Tennessee, um, yeah, let's talk about this. Uh, Tennessee, absolutely embarrassing what happened. Uh, throwing stuff, I, I just have no level of respect. And, every, and I'm seeing on social media people be like, oh, like, we're Tennessee. Like, who cares? Why am I whine about it, non-Tennessee person? I'm I'm sorry. You threw trash on a field. And your cheerleaders were, like, you do have to stand by that. You, the people, to the yeah, this, to the people that threw the trash, you have to stand beside, yeah, we we threw trash even at our cheerleaders. Uh, it, it it's you know it's the most Tennessee thing I think I've ever seen. It's the most Knoxville thing to do is just to do that. And I know I know that's not every um, every Tennessee fan. Clearly, there's some Tennessee fans that are absolutely embarrassed by what happened. But what I will say is I expect more from any college football fan base. And it was embarrassing to have to deal with uh, seeing that on Saturday. But Lane Kiffin handled that like a champ kept the golf ball, caught a one-hand catch of something, and then threw his visor into the crowd. Love it. Because um, that's Ole Miss personality. That's why I think Lane Kiffin, once again, it, it should just stay at Ole Miss. That's that's very Ole Miss, like kind of, ah, you know, they're a little cocky. They're a little cocky down there. They're like a little, uh, I guess, frap boyish is the best way to say it. A little chip on their shoulder. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I respect it, um, how Lane Kiffin handled that, but Yes, uh, Alabama played Tennessee. They'll run over Tennessee. Tennessee is um, not as good as uh, everyone thinks they are. I don't think anyone thinks they're good anymore after that Ole Miss game. But, yeah, um, then San Diego State Air Force. Uh, San Diego State should win that. Uh, UTSA playing Louisiana Tech. That'll actually be an, uh, probably not an interesting one, actually. Uh, Ohio State, Indiana. Ohio State should 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 do pretty good. We'll see. Uh, UCS, Notre Dame. I don't know how Notre Dame's still in the top 25. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Um, South Carolina, Texas A&M. Uh, A&M seems like they're figuring out themselves again, so we'll see if they can really uh, crank it to 11 on the dial. And then we got NC State playing Miami. NC State's been a little sleeper coming up. So that's week eight of college football. Those are kind of my predictions for what to see. I don't think you'll see too much moving around within the top um, 10 this week, probably the top 25 doesn't move around too much. Who knows? I feel like people have been saying that for weeks to uh, happen. and um, I mean, who would have thought Alabama wouldn't be the number one spot? So there's college football. Moving over, let's recap a little 
NBA basketball. Um, man, what a full week. Uh, I'm going to start at the beginning of the week. We had the Nets, Bucks, and the Warriors and the Lakers. Um, all right, so Nets, Bucks. Wow. Okay, let me tell you the final score real quick. It was 104 to 127. The Bucks won that game 127. The Nets lost that game with 104 points scored. If I'm the Nets, I need Kyrie Irvin. I'm sorry, uh, like Kyrie, he's uh, he's whatever way you feel about what he's doing, he's a needed person within the Nets system. They can't they can't play without him. I mean, the Bucks, and and maybe it's because the Bucks don't have a ton of like. They have Giannis, right? But their star power at the Bucks yet, it's still not like, I don't know, maybe it was just I was thinking before the game was starting, like, ah, oh, look at all the Nets' star power. There's no way they don't win. They have so many weapons. And the Bucks came out there and played old-school basketball, passing the ball. The ball movement kind of, you know, when you look back at the old Spurs, how they move the ball, that's how the Bucks were looking. Giannis hitting a couple threes, okay. The Bucks were getting on a roll. I think they hit like 11 threes within the first half. It was craziness, um, and and none like three point like uh, Lopez even had a three pointer like their seven footer. So um, obviously the Bucks have learned to uh, run the system well that they run. It's why they're a championship team. It's why they're the team that they are. And I don't think there's really any question about who's gonna be going into the finals this year because the the Bucks just did that to the Nets, the the biggest competition within their division of basketball. So, uh, with oh, we're on with on their side. Um, okay, so now on the other side of the country, it was the Warriors and the Lakers playing. Um, all right. The Warriors don't have, like, any of their weapons right now. Steph Curry's the only guy out there. They got Iguodala hit a couple threes, okay? So, uh, you know, good for Iguodala. Uh, Clay Thompson out still. Draymond Green is the most, like, I can't score a basket if I need to, but I can pass the ball to Steph Curry and play a little bit of defense player on earth. And so that's what he's doing. He's not shooting the ball amazingly, and then he's passing it to Steph Curry. Steph did not have a high-scoring game, but he did have a triple-double. He went 21-10-10. And and then was asked by the interviewer after the game, Sideline reporter comes up. He's like, "How do you feel?" And he's like, "I that was an awful game. I played awful. That man just had a triple double, and he said he did awful." So uh, the Warriors come out on top of that game, one twenty one to one fourteen over the Lakers. Westbrook just could not do. Call him Westbrick. Let's call Westbrook Westbrick after that. The man could not do anything. He could not figure it out. I don't know what was going on. He looked. Um, he didn't look awful on defense. He looked awful on offense. He could not make a shot. Um, LeBron played a great game. Uh, Carmelo Anthony Melo played a fantastic game. Malik Monk was non-existent, I would say. There's my take on that. Um, DeAndre Jordan, great job. Uh, AD was a presence the entire night, but that wasn't enough to stop a Curry-led Warriors team with just Steph Curry as their shooter. That's what I'll say. It, it, it did not seem like there was enough to stop. Um, I don't know. And maybe the Lakers start to find their role. Like, because they're older guys, right? So, since they're they're kind of old heads, you know? They're an old head team. It's all the old players. You might see a little bit of, like, oh, 
like when Kobe here, this is a great example. So like Kobe would like his last year, he had this these games where you're like, oh, Kobe's back. Like that that's a Kobe I remember. So I'm saying I think what you'll see from the Lakers is like, dang, like they're really good. And then the next week it might just be like, oh, they're sore. They got ice all over their knees. They're they're tired. So I think they'll bounce in between kind of that state of doing good, not doing good. Um, but yeah, um, disappointing. The next day, we see the uh, where are they? The Suns lose to the Nuggets one one ten to ninety eight. Nuggets come out on top. The Nuggets aren't a team that's messing around this year. The Blazers also lost to the Kings by uh, it was the final score of one twenty four to one twenty one. These are all the Wednesday scores, by the way. Timberwolves beat the Rockets. Grizzlies beat the Cavaliers. Wizards beat the Raptors. Spurs beat the Magic. Listen to the score though. The Spurs beat the Magic 123 to 97. That's that is crazy. Um, and then the 76ers without Ben Simmons, we'll get into this in a minute. Uh, win 117 to 97. Ben Simmons, I don't know what's going on. I think both Ben Simmons and the 76ers organization has handled this awfully. So if you don't know what's going on, Ben Simmons essentially just isn't showing up to practices anymore. He does not want to play for this team. And so basically they started back in the playoffs last year and the issue was kind of I would point it at the 76ers at first Simmons was not playing well by any means he's not playing like the all-star that he's supposed to be but um yeah basically they kind of the organization was kind of make pushing like talking down on him and uh you know as a player you don't want to be talked down Doc Rivers is like he was asked a question, do you think you can win with Ben Simmons? And he goes, like, I don't know. His head coach said that. So I kind of get where Ben Simmons is like, this is stupid. I'm not going to put up with this. But at the same time, like, you're getting paid millions of dollars to play basketball. Um, and I get that it's more than that. But Philadelphia hates Ben Simmons right now, it seems like. So, yeah. Basically, I would just say um, – and the 76ers want an, a guy out of this. Like, they want to trade Ben Simmons for somebody that's worth Ben Simmons. And they think, which is weird, they call him awful and, like, he sucks and he we can't win with him. And then they want someone who's at his level. And you ask, what's that level? And they're like, uh, first-round draft pick. What? Like, are you kidding me? Like, you want an NBA All-Star for a guy that you tell us isn't an NBA All-Star. It's very confusing. Uh, the owner of the 76ers said, yeah, we're not going to – literally, he, I'm paraphrasing, but he he pretty much said like – well, he did say it, he would wait four years for somebody at Ben Simmons' level for the trade. That's what he said. So, um, yeah, think what you want about that. I think that's crazy. I think that's an organization and a player handling that awfully. And then um, jumped into Thursday, Hawks took down the Mavericks 113-87. to he took down the Bucks. Jimmy Butler, don't sleep on him. And I know that I said the Bucks are that championship team. I think they are. Um, but I also think the Heat are a good team. I think the Heat will be the other competitive team on their side. Um, and then the Clippers lost to the Warriors, one thirteen to one fifteen. Steph Curry hit a three point and won the game. Shocker. Um, we'll go a little deep dive into this Mavs Atlanta game. Uh, Luca, eighteen points. He went. Yeah, I mean like that's. Yeah, uh, he was six for 17. 17. I, you know, I love Luca. I just 
He sometimes turns it up. He sometimes doesn't. Um, he's also young. He's still got a lot of time. What is he, 22 now, 23? So he's got a lot of time to turn into the player he needs to turn into, but he's still that guy. And then, yeah, I mean, you can't hold it against them. Okay, now we're jumping to the NFL. Okay, here we go. Get ready, people. Oh, man. Sunday's coming up. Who's excited? Come on, Roger Goodell. I know Roger Goodell's so excited for this Sunday. You know why? Because it's a great NFL weekend. After last weekend, I'm excited to see this. But first, we got to talk about something. We got to talk about the best thing ever. A little, it's not the best thing ever. That was extremely overdramatic. Give me a little bit of Thursday night football. Um,. Yeah, it was it was the the Browns and the Broncos. Case Keenum, bet you haven't heard that name in a minute. Here he comes. He was starting, um, and uh, in the first two plays, led his team to a drive. The Browns. So, yeah, good job, Case Keenum. I don't know where that came from, but uh, good for him. I'm trying to pull up the score report right now. Sorry about that. Um, but basically. What happened was the Browns just decided to go, okay, we can win this game. And I'm pretty sure they won a 14-0 through the first half. Here it is. Yes. All right. So here we go. Okay, so it was okay 10-0 on the first half. Um, first quarter, was they scored 10 points. It was pretty quick. Browns got the pretty quick jump on the Broncos. Then, uh, yeah, Case Keenum, 21 for 33, 199 yards, one touchdown. But he came out of the, he came out quick. Um, and then Hooper for uh, the Browns had a pretty good night. I don't know. Overall, the I, the second half was pretty lackluster, except the Broncos are starting to, like, get this comeback started. But, uh, yeah, this is what I'll say. The Browns, pretty much everyone's injured. Baker's out. Odell's like kind of out. Uh, Landry is back. Jarvis Landry is back, so that's big for them. But uh, I don't know. The Browns just seem like a very injury-prone team, and it stinks to see that. Uh, I My hot take is the Bengals are the new Browns. Um, not the Browns that you're thinking of, though. Like the Browns that started getting really good with with Baker, I think that Joe Burrow's Bengals are starting to do that. I'm excited. I don't know. The Bengals are exci- are really exciting to watch because they're such a young franchise and they're starting to take off a little bit. So, um, yes, but the Browns won last night, 17 to 14. Von Miller said he was going to kill somebody before the game, and I think both of the right tackles um, were out, so they were on their third string and. They didn't even the third string doesn't even have like an NFL picture, so it, it was kind of funny. So poor guy like had to deal with the angry Von Miller who was intended on killing whoever was in front of him. But yeah, so NFL more. Let's go a little more in depth on it. So Sunday, Sunday's the best day uh, because it's NFL football day, and that's my favorite day of the week. Other than Saturdays, which are a little bit of college football, so. Basically, we got the lineup. Give me just a second. It's pulling up. All right, so we got Chiefs-Titans. Don't sleep on the Titans. Apparently, they can beat the Bills all of a sudden. So uh, that'll be on at 12. Who am I taking? I've been told never bet against the Chiefs so many times. I'm taking the Titans, though, because the Chiefs defense is so bad and Derrick Henry is so good, and Tannehill is figuring out 
Julio Jones can play football. I should throw the ball to one of the best, or at least formerly one of the best receivers in the NFL. So I, I think I think the Titans are starting to figure it out a little bit. Um, then we have Washington versus the Packers. If you're questioning who's winning that game, you're crazy. It's the Packers. There's no question about that one. Then we'll have the Bengals and the Ravens. All right. You know, everyone, we keep doubting the Ravens. And I'm doubting them again this week. I'm taking the Bengals. That's my that's my hot, hot take. Uh, I do think, I really do think the Bengals are not the better team in this situation. But the Bengals have just been like clawing slowly up this ladder. And I'm like, who are you guys? And they keep doing it. They keep doing it. They keep impressing me. Um, the Bengals are just like, I don't know. The ba- the ba- <laughs> the Bengals are in games that they shouldn't be in. They just killed the Lions. The Lions aren't that good. Um, in reality, the Ravens probably crushed them. But my uh, my want is for the Bengals to win this game. But Lamar Jackson will probably do what he does best and just absolutely run the ball all over the place. J.K., He's not, a, he's not just a running quarterback. He's a throwing quarterback. And if you disagree with that, I want you to go look back a couple weeks ago. But let's take a look. Take a look with me. The Ravens, you ready? Here we go. When they played the Colts, how much did Lamar throw for? How much did he throw for? Okay, hold. Just wait for it. It's going to be crazy. That man threw for 442 yards. 37 for 43, four touchdowns. That's a throwing QB, and he can run. That's what I would say about Lamar Jackson. So, Lamar's a beast. Um, be watching for him. He He's on the come up for sure. He's not on the come up. He's been there. He, he's that He's that dude. Um, Panthers, Giants. Panthers should win that one. Falcons, Dolphins. I can't predict that one. Uh, not the Falcons, no question. Actually, the Dolphins suck. Uh, Jets, Pats. Uh, the Patriots would win that one, no question. Eagles, Raiders. Raiders are riding this. Josh Gruden's gone, this interim head coach. They're riding that wave right now. I I, I don't know. The, Ra- the Raiders seem like they're just chilling. They can keep playing. So they don't need Josh Gruden. They're good right now. Um, they should beat the Eagles, if you ask me. Lions, Rams. Poor, poor Lions. Uh, the Rams are going to obliterate them. Um, dang, I just want the Lions to get a win, doesn't everyone? hate to see it uh bears versus bucks bucks will win that one but justin fields is looking really good especially after last week even though aaron Rodgers does own chicago he did say that to the fans i hope everyone knows he, he literally ran over and goes i i <laughs> i still own you all my freaking he didn't say freaking life i've owned you um <laughs> i don't know yeah, I I don't know what the taunting rules are. I thought that was really funny to hear um, because he really has always owned them. So, uh, yeah, the Bucks should beat the Bears pretty easily. Texans, Cardinals, easy win for the Cardinals. Colts, 49ers, that'll be a fun one to watch. I'm not putting my prediction out there. Uh, Wentz is having a fantastic career over with the Colts right now. Um, Saints, Seahawks, that's our Monday night football. Um Dear Lord, I don't know. I wouldn't bet on that game if somebody asked me to because that's going to be – and I don't – yeah, I don't know. I'm going to – I just don't know. But, yeah, okay, there's the NFL. Let's go into a couple of opinions that we've gotten um, throughout the week. 
why we've been waiting for this. Hold on, I have it. Okay, get ready. This is my, <laughs> this is this is the this is the opinion that makes me so mad. Ready? Trayvon Diggs is the Jamin Winston Winston of quarterbacks. Jameis Winston, the quarterback. Yes. Okay, I understand who that is. Is this is what's being said? Trayvon Diggs is the same. But he is that he is the Jameis Winston of the cornerback position. I don't know what that means. That was my phone being slammed down because I have zero idea what that means. Zero. What? I don't even know what that means. Like I don't even know where to start. D- do you? If you know, <laughs> I'm I'm lost for words because it's like, what what does that mean? What does being the Jameis Winston of a position mean? I I think what they're trying to get at is like. He makes a really big play, he'll get a pick, and then the next play you're like, dude, you just got toasted. Or like Jameis Winston will be like, throw a 60-yard bomb, and then the next play you're like, Jameis, how did you throw that to the defensive end and he made a touchdown from it? So maybe, I don't know. I think Stephon Diggs is good. You know, I get a little angry right here. I think uh, Stephon Diggs, sorry, Trayvon Diggs. Um, The issue, like there have been a huge issue with Diggs at the cornerback position, people are like, oh, he can't guard these guys one-on-one. You wouldn't. There's a guy There's a guy called a ball hawk. And if they're especially in there, if a nickel and dime package, what you might see is this is Diggs, his job is to pick the ball. There's a safety behind him to make the play. And if there's a guy that gets deep, it's the safety's fault for not helping out Diggs. Diggs is in that defense for a reason. How many picks does Diggs have right now? I don't even know. Um, seven, seven or eighth? What? Like that's defensive player of the year. Sorry. Um, T.J. Watt also should be in that conversation, but that's for another time. Um, but yeah. So that's one opinion. I, I don't know. I just thought that was a really. Whew, I thought that was a really, really, really weird opinion. Um, and then. Uh, this is Tim Tebow's opinion. I like this one. As a diehard fan of college football, it's frustrating to watch some of these games being taken out of the players' hands because of officiating. Yeah, that is extremely irritating, Tebow. I agree with you. Honestly, this is going to be my hot take of the day. Uh, I think the NFL refs are just like 80 times better than college football refs. And I've only really gotten into the NFL to the level that I am now recently. But I don't know. It just... um, it just seems like there's a uh, huge, I don't know, like gap with uh, with what's going on with officiating at those two levels. Um, going through some more opinions. Hold, we got to look at them. Uh, oh, the top twenty-five. I mean, the top seventy-five list all time. Oh, oh, oh! It's for the NBA. Seventy-five years. Like, here's our top list. Let's go through a couple names who didn't make it. Um, notably, Kyrie Irving did not make the list. Um, that's that's the old heads. You're listening to me. I'm not being mean. But Kyrie Irving's the best ball handler of all time. He is. He's the be- he is the best ball handler of all time. Um, there's nobody in the NBA right now that's as good at him with ball handling skills. I think that qualifies you for the top 25. I don't know where he ranks on that list, but... Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It it just seems uh. It seems weird that he's not in it. 
Um, there's some other notable guys that did not make that list. Um, all right, here we go. Um, uh, Dwight Howard didn't. Clay Thompson didn't. And uh, that's crazy to me. Um, did Melo make it? Okay. Wow. Uh, Vince Carter's not in it. Uh, Walt uh, Bellamy's not in it. Uh, Tracy freaking McGrady's not in it. Penny Hardaway's not in it. Sorry, I'm getting really mad the more I read these. Um, Dwight Howard already said that. I, I don't know. Hardaway. Uh, McGrady. Vince Carter. Come on. Those, those are dudes. Those are names that people look at the NBA. Everyone knows Vince Carter. Everyone knows Vince Carter. The Toronto Vince Carter jersey is iconic. Everyone knows that. And what makes you top 25? I mean, what, 75? Like, why is Carmelo? I don't know. I don't I don't get it. I personally don't get it. Um, but yeah, that's the that there's there's my couple of opinions um coming through. Uh I'll do this last opinion. This this opinion's great, it's fantastic. I love the take. Um You're ready. I like this one. This is ready? Here you go. Hold. Okay. Well, uh, the opinion is the NFL is too much of like a me first. Um, okay, the, yeah. The uh, the opinion is the NFL is way too selfish of a of a sport right now. College football is slowly becoming that, which I disagree with. And um, high school football is football just purest form. I agree. I do agree with that. But basically, um, I don't know. It's just a lot to say that college football is becoming what the NFL is. Um, I do think you see players that are in it for themselves, but I do think that um, there's still a lot of pride within college football, and that's really fun to watch. You'll see guys that care about being on um, the LSU Tigers or playing for the Texas Longhorns. Like, that means a lot to them. Um, So, you know, I think that's valid, but I think there's not as much to the degree where people should start worrying over it. But – um, yes, that's our opinion segment. But now we get another five-star frenzy. Five-star frenzy. Five-star frenzy. The five-star frenzy, by the way, listen to this, y'all. It's brought to you by five-star beef jerky. Five-star beef jerky. Pull your phone right now. If you're listening on your phone, you got your AirPods in, pull your phone, open up Amazon. Just follow me here. Follow me and look up five-star beef jerky. That's right. Five-star beef jerky. Um, it is amazing. You can get it right now on Amazon. I don't I don't I don't eat that gas station beef jerky now. I don't eat that on the road trip. I order Amazon right here. It's five-star beef jerky right now. Like on there, right? Oh man, it's so good. Y'all have no idea. It's so good. It's in my room right now. I'm gonna go eat some right after this podcast. I love it so much. It's a fantastic um just fantastic beef jerky. I, I literally can't praise it enough. Uh, the flavors are great. Uh, they pop, you know, got a little pop in them, which I love to death. I, I like tasting, you know, I don't want that bland stuff. I, I got to have a little bit of taste in it. So um, make sure, check out with it, and then guess what? Put put off the edge. Put it in there. Put off the edge as your promo code. Get a little bit of a discount. 
That's right. So make sure to buy some five-star brand beef jerky. It's amazing. It's literally the best beef jerky I've had. I love it to death. So I highly recommend it. And I'm not just saying that because I need to say that. I'm saying that because I literally don't eat other beef jerky brands. I only eat Five Star now because I like it that much. That's how good it is to me. It's worth it. It's amazing. Go and buy it. But yes, now to get into the Five Star Frenzy presented by the good, amazing beef jerky brand of Five Star. Let's get into it. Five Stars of the Week. We're going to go with Number one, you ready? Old Steph Curry. Why Steph Curry in my in my five star frenzy of the week? One, he kills the Clippers with the dagger at the end. Number two, makes a triple double. Goes, yeah, I played like trash today. What are you talking about, Steph? What are you talking about that I don't understand? So yeah, so Steph um, gets on that list. Number two, the Appalachian State kicker um, for making his field goal to win the game over Coastal Carolina. Huge to me. I think that's awesome. That's that's how you get on that list for sure. Um, and then next on that list, I'm going to have to go with, oh, man. This is hard, y'all. This is hard. No, it's not. It's not hard. It's D. Rose from the Knicks. Hit a dagger to win the game for the Knicks this week. D. Rose. It's good to see D Rose play. So D Rose makes my uh, my five star frenzy uh, athlete list, and then I'm also gonna put Case Keenum in there. Good old Case Keenum. Uh, he <laughs> he did not necessarily play the best game, but he came in and did what needed to be done for his team. Oh, and then I'm forgetting Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick Denner, Derrick Henry. I'm sorry, that was disrespectful. Derrick Henry should have been number one on the five star frenzy list. Uh, Derrick is amazing. He's the best running back. In the NFL right now, this might make some of y'all mad listening. He might just be the best running back that's ever played the sport of football. Uh, he's so big. He throws kids – not kids. He makes he makes grown men look like kids when he plays with them. But, yes, that's a five-star frenzy. So, Steph Curry, Appalachian State kicker, and then, you know, you got Case Keenum coming in and clutching up the game. D. Rose for hitting the dagger to win the game for the Knicks. And, you know, Nick fans are – they're crazy. So uh, the post-game stuff is hilarious with them. And then to top it off, Derrick Henry. That's our five, five-star frenzy presented by Five Star Beef Jerky. Make sure to go to Amazon. Check out with the code off the edge. Yeah. So that was it, guys. That was today. Um, hope you guys have a very safe weekend. Thank you guys so much for listening. Drive home safe if you're driving home. If you're listening to earbuds, I hope you're having a fantastic day. Make sure to eat dinner tonight, y'all. Make sure you get a good meal in. And I will see you guys Monday where we'll recap what's going on in the NFL. We'll recap what went on with college football. Do a little Monday night prediction, a little NBA prediction for the week. But, yeah, maybe we'll bring somebody in, bring a little guest in. Maybe we got a little talk going. But, yes, this has been Off the Edge. I'm Jay Beasley. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you Monday. Man, let's go. That was a great one.